Hello everyone, I'm Fei Fei Liao. My pronouns are she and her. This is the podcast series Voices of Us. I'm the host, talking with our amazing speakers about LGBTQIA plus international student stories and share some learnings with you. In this episode, Phoebe and Mario will share their thoughts about gender, pronouns, and sexuality. Welcome, Phoebe and Mario. Hi, Fefe. Thanks for having me.、Um, my name is Phoebe.、Um, I'm like born and raised in Melbourne, and I'm、uh, an artist, a poet, a producer,、um, and I identify as non-binary and bisexual.、Um, yeah, I have a really multidisciplinary art practice, and I'm always excited to be involved in queer events. So,、mm. yeah. Thank you. Hi guys, thanks for having me. My name is Mario, <clears throat> out of my long name, Anthony Mario Matthew. Just call me Mario because that's what everyone has called me.、Um, I belong to India, and I moved here about two years ago,、um, doing my masters in teaching, and now I work as a primary school teacher. And it's been amazing so far, my journey. And in terms of my identity, I identify as being queer, and it's been an amazing journey so far, from the time I've opened up and accepted who I am. And it's probably one of the reasons why I'm always investing myself in anything to do with identity and figuring out who we are as people. Yeah. What about your pronouns? Thanks for asking. My pronouns are they, them,、mm. and my pronouns are he and him.、Mm, thank you. And <clears throat> is that you know? Is that the the pronoun you use all the time, or is there any shift?、Uh, you know, we we knew each other before, and then I know you pronounce them they and them. But、mm. what was the journey like for you? Um, I'm actually many people smushed into one. But no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in my imagination. No,、um, is that because someone is pregnant? That's why、yeah. they have they and they. <laughs> um, I came across they them pronouns like probably when I was about fifteen, sixteen.、Mm. So like, um. I spent a lot of time on the internet as a teenager,、mm. so a lot of time on Tumblr, which like I made a lot of friends through, and I think that really helped in learning about sexuality and gender and more like radical progressive views. So I made a few friends who used they them, and I kind of started trying it out myself with some of my friends, and realized that it felt more natural, and I liked the way it made me feel. I then like. Went back into the closet and went back into denial for a few years,、mm. and it's really only in the last couple of years that I was like, actually, oh my god, I am not a woman. Like I was right back then,、mm. um, and I have like asked all my friends to use they them.、Um, most of my workplaces,、um, everyone uses my correct pronouns and like knows that I'm non-binary,、um, and kind of like. It is still a thing where I have to remind people and correct people, but one of the last frontiers for me to battle is my family. They do know, because、um, it was kind of a big decision for me to make 
when I was doing a lot of artist bios, when you have to write about yourself in the third person. So for a long time, it was a dilemma. It was like, oh, do I use they, them? Do I write she, her? And like stay in the closet, but feel a bit safer. But um, I started doing it. So that's kind of where my mum and dad would have seen it pop up. Mm. And then, yeah, I think I know I'm still on my journey, but I am planning to at some point like have a kind of a bigger conversation with my family and actually request that they try but Mm -hmm. I understand that it's hard when you've known someone for like their whole lives and you then have to shift your understanding of them from like this is our little baby girl our daughter to this is a person whose pronouns we don't understand Mm. because my mum is an English teacher and so the whole plural thing really annoys her kind of I explained it to her like well it's you would use it for someone of unknown gender Mm. yeah so it's not always a plural but Mm. yeah I think there was like a little bit of confusion but then you kind of just settle into it it's like Mm. well if people can be trans in binary genders Mm. or if people can you know cis people who aren't trans can conceptualize their gender in different ways I think there's just such a big spectrum of identities and um gender expression um Mm. yeah like I think that the more I kind of thought about it, the more sense it made to me. Mm. Like in nature, there's no binaries. Mm. You know, nothing's ever black and white. I think non-binary is generally like an umbrella term that describes anyone who doesn't identify as like 100% a woman or 100% a man. Mm. So under the non-binary, maybe some people would identify as agender, so they don't Mm. have a gender. Or some people would say they're bi-gender, so they feel like they have, you know, two genders going on. Like, there's heaps and heaps of terms out there and mm. identities. Like, for some people, non-binary is just enough of a label and an identity in itself. Mm. So I think that's me. I just, um, you know, I don't really relate to the gender that I was born and, and mm. raised as. Mm. I think, like, like, I was quite young when I started hearing about these things Mm. and I feel like I was already feeling maybe a little bit mm, like not not normal because I went to an all-girls school Mm. um and I started realizing that I wasn't quite straight like I was looking at other girls being like Mm. oh I think I am having unholy thoughts (laughs) and obviously like kind of a couple years after that I was like oh that was a huge crush but at the time, it's just this weird feeling that you don't really know. And I think, I don't know, like growing up as someone who's assigned female, mm. um, I think you start to face a lot of insecurity around your body. Um, not like saying that only women or females or whatever feel that, but I think there's a lot of appearance-based pressure like as a young girl. um, or, like, at a girl's school. Mm. So I think there was always kind of from, you know, the start of, like, late childhood onwards and the start of puberty, there was always this discomfort around my growing sexuality and also my growing body. Mm. Yeah. So finding out about it, I think, helped kind of um, make, make sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't mm. like I'd had these thoughts before I knew. Yep. 
Yeah.、Mm. So, what was、uh, the experience like for you, Maria? Because、uh... no, absolutely.、Mm. Uh, a lot of what Phoebe just said, I could relate to on so many levels because、um, I think that this world, more specifically the Western world, is obsessed with compartmentalization,、mm. which is basically making meaning out of putting things in boxes.、Mm. And、um, just like how Phoebe was assigned female at birth, I was assigned male at birth. So. Right then, from the time you are born, you already have a bag of expectations that's just dumped on you,、mm. and no one really wants to know what you feel. No one wants to know what you think.、Mm. So, from the time you are born and when you are raised, you are thrown a lot of these expectations、um, without even knowing what these mean in the first place.、Um, and just like how Phoebe went to an all-girls school, I went to an all-boys school.、Oh. So that experience was very, very. Defining for me, I would say, because I guess I underwent puberty while I was in that school, and、mm. you, I ended up feeling a lot of things that traditionally was looked at as taboo, as wrong, as unholy,、mm. as Phoebe said. So,、um, I think I always knew that I wasn't fully what I was. Designed to be, or、mm. like what other people wanted me to be. Like I knew that there was something unique about me. I just didn't have the comprehension or the language to describe or to make sense of that because、mm. this world didn't have it at that time, or maybe I didn't have it at that time. And I come from a country where all of these things are very hush hush and very conservative, and you don't really get to talk openly about these things. So even thinking these things felt wrong to me. And it took a long time. It actually took me coming out of that country and living in a much more free place to actually realize that this is not who I am, and I have this completely different side of me that I have been hiding. And it's high time that I reveal myself to the world. And that's when I decided to come out.、Mm. The reason why I still chose to retain the pronouns that I was. Basically assigned at birth with he him is because I I actually love who I am、mm-hmm. I love my physical self I love who the body that I was born in、mm-hmm. and I feel like in the future I will eventually drift towards being more non-binary because I don't feel like I'm one hundred percent a man and I don't feel like I'm one hundred percent a woman either、mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just human and. That is so fluid in itself that sometimes this world just cannot understand,、um, especially when you're living in a world that is trying to put you in a box, that's trying to dumb you down to what they think of you. It can be very challenging, and honestly, many times people have been so confused with my own gender because I am not traditionally masculine.、Mm-hmm. So the moment they meet me, upon several minutes of conversation, the first question they ask is, "Are you a boy or a girl?" And I have been asked that so many times, more than I can even count at this point. So frequently, it baffles me because, I mean, I kind of see where they're coming from because all of a sudden they're seeing someone who is who is masculine because they have clothes that are masculine, they have a beard that is masculine, but the voice that's coming out is feminine. So it instantly confuses them. So honestly, I have been called. In terms of pronouns, I have been called she, her, along with he, him, and it never offended me. Like、oh. even if someone called me she or her by mistake in 
like the flow of conversation and it just slipped out of their tongue i wouldn't be upset about it so honestly i don't care what pronouns you call me as long as you treat me with respect and you treat me like a human treat yourself treat others how you would want yourself to be treated that is one of my life mottos and for me i'm i'm just honestly at this point really gender fluid and i don't really want to conform to any sort of gender but um in terms of pronouns i feel comfortable with he and him which is why i'm sticking to that mm. but it's not that i am against other pronouns you call me whatever you want but these are my pronouns for now mm. that's basically where i'm at right now in my life mm. yeah so maybe for you if people um say she or her would you be offended Mm. How did you feel? Not offended. Like maybe sometimes it'll I'll just feel a little bit of discomfort. Mm. Um but I don't I don't take it personally because I do understand that you know I'm read as feminine by a lot of people and so they automatically go with she her. Mm. Um yeah, I guess I would just expect or like desire my friends to make more of an effort. And mm. most of them are incredible, but there's a few people who like continue to slip up. Mm. And it's like if it is a habit and it's someone that you do care about, maybe you should go and practice. Mm. Or maybe you should go and think about what your understanding of gender is and why your brain is still putting me in like the woman box. Yeah. Mm. Cuz I think that's another thing. A lot of people will be like, "Oh, great. They're non-binary. They use they them." But mm. in their head, they still have these sneaky little categories where they'll be like, "Oh, are you like a girl non-binary or a boy non-binary?" <laughs> 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 like Yeah, you've just got to deconstruct your whole idea of what gender is. Some people would maybe still be confused. They'd be like, "If you're gender fluid, why are you using he him pronouns?" It's like there's no one way of being outside yep. the binary genders. Yep, everything needs to fit into a box or everything needs to fit into a spectrum that's like so limiting. Mm. Um but what they don't realize is not everything needs to make sense. Sometimes you yeah. just need to let go and yeah. live free and get yourself out of that box. It feels like you're choking yourself right now mm. and I think you need to give yourself some space. Yeah. And you don't need to like understand people's experiences or know exactly how it feels to give them respect. Exactly. Like I uh, you know I'll never understand what it is like to be a trans woman Absolutely. or any other or an international student like any other mm. identity but I can still be like I have respect for you as a person. I will do my best to make you comfortable with however I you know however I can. Yep. Mm. I think some people just get so scared of what they don't understand. and rather than hold space for that mystery and that not understanding they get defensive and they push back yep. against it a lot of it just comes down to fear at the end of the day you can mm. see that it's all coming out from fear but when it really does damage to another life is when it becomes unacceptable and it becomes wrong that is wrong not being who you are or just mm. living your life when clearly you're not really affecting anyone else's life mm. so how can that be wrong but for that again you need to you need to let go let go of a lot of stigma that stems from fear and doubt so like uh, what do people say that will make you feel respected i i love to see like people making the effort or 
trying their best to like even if they don't understand trying to ask questions so they can grow in understanding I find it so sweet you know I've seen I've had other people correct people in front of me when they get my pronouns wrong which is so nice because I don't Mm. have to do it Mm. and I don't always feel like in the mood to do it Mm. sometimes it just feels like too much effort Mm. or like one of my very dear friends um like sat me down and went through the whole list of words she was like right okay do you feel comfortable with being called queen what about king what about is girl boss non-binary just she's like what can i still say like i want to support you the best way yeah or i had a really nice conversation the other day with my cousin actually so my partner is non-binary as well mm. and they use they them mm. and she's had just met my partner and was like they seemed very nice and she was like, that was my first time ever using they, them as a pronoun, like, in real life. Wow. Mm. I was like, that's so sweet. She was so excited about it. Mm. <laughs> I think it's these little things that mm. make such a big impact, mm. isn't it? And there are going to be a group of people who will not fit into that binary of yours. And that is okay. Mm. A lot of people, again, um, trying to bring in another factor into this, which plays such an important role, fashion. Mm. fabrics literally a non-living thing you just put that on your body it instantly tells you what gender you are Mm. you wear a frock Mm. woman you wear a shirt and pant man Mm. you wear makeup woman Mm. you don't wear makeup man (laughs) oh my gosh like excuse me but i didn't know i was supposed to satisfy your checklist to be happy in life Mm. like no this is not about your thinking and years and years of this practice has kind of conditioned people to believe what being a man is and being a woman is Mm. what you wear is not what you identify as you Mm. can wear whatever you want gender and fashion are two completely different things and fashion just does not have a gender like literally it's a non-living thing it's just a piece of cloth that you put on yourself (laughs) or it's just some pigments that you paint your face with Mm-hmm. on one hand we're getting men dictate laws on what women should do with their bodies which again in the cisgender world is just plain wrong mm. and just unfair and how do you define queer well i got to know about these different terms quite early on in my life when i was kind of denying myself mm. honestly that has opened my eyes so much because i got to know about these terms initially there and this was at a time when I didn't have the language to put myself in that spectrum so I was in denial and I didn't even want to think of myself as being queer Mm. and even when I reached the phase in my life when I knew I was not straight Mm. I was in so much denial because I did not want to live that life Mm. if I live that life that would mean my family disowning me my friends disowning me and me just being an orphan that's Mm. what I thought in my head and that Mm. was a very big fear which is why I just kind of pushed that to the side Um, with time when I got to know about these different identities and where I fit in that's when I found out about the term queer which in my thinking or in my opinion is just being yourself or just being not straight, if that makes sense. Mm. That for me is like an umbrella term of being queer. 
just calling myself queer. Mm. I don't want to call myself gay. I don't want to call myself trans. I don't want to call myself anything else because I feel like that is kind of limiting the experiences that I feel mm. or the feelings that I feel. Because um the kind of lifestyle that I have and the kind of choices that I make are evolving mm. and it will change with mm. time. I know that as a person because we are constantly changing. And I tend to be more dynamic with my thinking with mm. time so i feel like that is the best way to capture that mm. identity of mine mm. and call just call myself as queer mm. Mm. yeah and i think that's beautiful like queer can be such an expansive like huge thing and it can mean something different to every single person yep. who uses it as an identity um i guess i like i would identify as queer as well as like I also like the more specific terms of bisexual and non-binary mm. because to me they kind of they feel right to me. Mm. Makes sense. I think um there was I really love like bisexuality because there is like a a long history of people identifying yep. as bi. Um I think pretty much every like major bisexual institute or organization does not identify like does not describe bisexuality as being the attraction to two genders. Mm. Um, I think people often describe it as like the combination of homosexuality and heterosexuality or um, being attracted to two or more genders or being attracted to people of your own and other genders. It was never that the two related to the genders. You know, my gender barely exists and does not fit into a binary so to be attracted to people of my own gender and others is like mm. very in- I think all-encompassing that's a beautiful way of explaining bisexuality because mm. it kind of breaks the fourth wall i guess mm. because it kind of um dismisses the misunderstanding or the misconceptional idea of what that is even in the first mm-hmm. place mm. so i think it's amazing that you are maybe the first of many who have that kind of identity mm. and probably in the future many people would love to identify as that because they relate to it mm. and mm. even though it's not popular now i'm sure that with time people will be able to identify as that and that in itself is an accomplishment mm. so yeah absolutely yeah. i think it's amazing have you ever met anyone who actually um feel insecure to meet you you know to move forward with a romantic relationship <laughs> so i honestly have never been in a relationship mm. to actually give you that specific answer but i can say this even with a heterosexual relationship there's always insecurity of whether your partner will leave you for someone else mm. so it doesn't really matter if it's queer in nature because that basic human feeling of insecurity is always going to be there. Mm. Yeah, and that's so true. Um yeah, I think it's definitely like a biphobic presumption. Um like there's this kind of general attitude that bisexual people are or like pansexual people are extremely indecisive. Yeah, hyper mm. yeah, very sexual, mm. slutty um like <laughs> really though yeah or like the- <laughs> no like <laughs> honestly 
where did that thinking come from? Like, well, bisexual people are really sexy. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Let me. Yeah, I need to second that. They are. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think I also kind of took some of that. You know, a lot of my earlier relationships were with men. Inwardly, and in my first relationship, I had this idea. I was like, they would find it hot to see me kiss a girl Mm. and that was something that I got from like the internet and Mm. from porn and Mm. from like this I don't know big idea that it's so hot to see women kissing and like Mm. all women are bisexual like Mm. these kinds of ideas which are rooted in objectifying and sexualizing women fetishizing and fetishizing absolutely Mm. and that was something where it was like whoa that's not actually what you want Mm. okay I mean in my current relationship, it does, um, like, go against a lot of the the ideas of what a typical relationship looks like that I grew up with. So me and my partner are both non-binary. Um, we're both bisexual mm. and we're in a polyamorous, mm. like, you know, open relationship, mm. um, which most of my prior relationships were with men and monogamous Mm. and I kept trying it and I kept Mm. being like I don't know if like I'm what you know if Mm. this is working Mm. out for me Mm. um so it it really just does feel so natural and so beautiful and so affirming um and I think a lot of people are like what do you mean like how do you how do you and your partner have like multiple lovers like you know um don't you get jealous like how does that work and it's like it really just feels easy liberating like you you discuss it and it's so sweet for me to see my partner kiss someone else and Mm. get that kind of affection I get to like see from a different perspective Mm. I get to watch them blushing it's so cute Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful perspective because mm. it kind of strays away from the traditional um, setup of what a relationship looks like. Mm. Um, and again, this is like breaking so many walls because mm. you're kind of straying away from that thinking and you're kind of moving away from what was once considered the norm. Mm. And it's so beautiful to tr- just Put yourself in these new situations and see and mm. actually feel these different feelings mm. because unless you actually try these things out you won't re- won't really know again if it's not for you that's no shame. completely fine yeah. like go back to what what works for you but yeah. then again i don't see the harm in trying these things yeah. and if that means being in a polyamorous relationship well that just might be the solution to the many problems that mm. you might be facing in your past relationships. Yeah. Um, or even just opening your mind to consider, mm. like, to think about your gender, your sexuality, mm. being monogamous. Exactly. Like, is that actually what you want and yep. who you are? Or is that yep. just what you've been taught yep. to believe? Just and if questions. that is who you are, then yep. great. And I'm sure you're going to feel all mm. the more secure and authentic for having thought about it. Exactly. Mm. And it might work for you for some time. And then after that, you might think, oh, well, this is mm. not for me. Mm. Again, absolutely mm-hmm. fine. A lot of people thought that they loved piercings. They mm. got piercings and it didn't work for them after a while. Well, mm. they got mm. rid of them. Mm. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, like, this is nothing different. Mm. It It's all about whether you and your partner's 
partner slash partners yeah. are mm. consensual with this and mm. are happy with this. It's all about yeah. consent. It's all about questioning. And mm. it's all about love. Mm. Mm. And, like, you're so right in that it, you don't have to commit to one thing or one term forever. Like, so many people go through huge journeys in the labels that they like to use, in the identity that they are. Like, yeah. you know, life is about change and about learning, like you said for today's podcast and do you have uh, anything else you know like a burning thought about some tips regarding you know respect the gender and sexuality Mm, I think something that I like that I heard I guess from an old friend years ago was labels are there to help you Mm. and if they're not helping you then you don't have to hold on to them have look for acceptance and understanding for whatever you feel and if you can find a label to to match that then good for you but don't feel like you have to conform to anything mm-hmm. yep i would probably say being an international student if i were to give advice to international students that are feeling trapped or they don't really know what to do um in context of their identities a good way to start would be to find find resources Mm. or just start looking up look for someone who you look up to who who you will find inspiration from and try and immerse yourself in anything that will give you answers I know that's not very specific but that's the beauty of it I'm sure you will find your way there because for me, I never thought that after I um, came to Australia that this would be my journey. Mm. But here I am. And it might take a lot of courage to do it. And you might be uncomfortable in the beginning, but trust the process. Immerse yourself in these different projects or just even if you don't want to be in the front line, do what you can to help, even if it means starting a conversation. And that can lead to a lot of different things mm. so yep that's yeah. about it thank you <laughs> thank you for having thank us you. thank you thank you for listening to voices of us podcast series produced by co-inventors if you feel it's worth sharing we'd love to share it with your family friends and the world you can find all the episodes on co-inventors facebook instagram youtube and city of melbourne libraries soundcloud Give us a follow and like. We also really appreciate the great support from Yakvik Hague Grant, City of Melbourne Libraries, AGMC, and RMIT Translation and Interpretation Discipline.